Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, The Business Traveler. Well, this is weird because we haven't used those words together in a long time. A very long time for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, j just, you know, whoever uh, whoever thought that business traveler would be odd uh, because before COVID, that was a common theme. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we changed the time of this. I don't know how many times of this taping, three times, but we're here early. We are here early. Yes. It's a busy week. And we're here at uh, Staples Studio and we went looking for our community manager. He's not here. And it was funny because we didn't plan on it. We both have haircuts. We we're both wearing black windbreakers, jeans with fancy shoes. We look like twins. Yeah. So if we if we start to break out in harmony uh, halfway through this podcast, uh, <laughs> then something is really happening here beyond our our uh, beyond our control. I don't know what's more humorous: the fact that, that we look the same, or that we went looking for somebody to mock us. Well, you know, yes, that's true. And you know, uh, recently I watched uh, West Side Story, the uh, Steven Spielberg movie. So I, I thought as we were walking through the uh, stable studio, we should start s snapping our fingers like the Jets or whatever that other uh, group was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't sing, so I mean that's <laughs> kind of off the table. But although no, you might be able to sing a little bit. I mean that that's in your family. It is. It is true. And and snapping, we may not be able to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> not not in rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. that's right. So anyway, so we're walking around looking the same, and nobody said anything about it. So I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll try it again after the taping. Okay. So uh, yeah, we've both been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I don't think that's a question. No, we always have good discussions. That's for sure. So the business traveler. Many of us travel or have traveled for work. Often, we are required to travel to connect with customers, colleagues, or maybe do some outreach. Connecting with people and organizations can be very effective. Now, the last two and a half years has really shaken up business and every other type of travel, but it has started up again and continues to be an important part of connection, getting things done, and reaching out to people on important issues. So what's up? How important is this subject and how does this affect our relationships in the work environment? Well, this is, uh, this is interesting because before... It was much easier and expected. I mean, most organizations had huge travel budgets. The, the gatherings were commonplace. Dinners, conferences, uh, visits, plant visits, site visits, everything was pretty common and pretty easy. You know, they, I mean, there was some things. You always had the planners. You had people to take care of. But it's just gotten so much more complex. And not only, I think most people think this is a good thing to get back out and have those connections and start to build those relationships. Because there's tons of studies that say the actual physical connection accelerates trust, deepens understanding, whole bunch of things that are so important, but it's definitely changed because uh, not everybody feels comfortable traveling anymore um, or not yet. Um, some people don't like to see people in person because they're worried about things that are happening. 
there's much more complexity around if someone gets COVID, you know, you're on your way and something gets canceled. I've had a number of times where things, so there's lots, lots of things that it's a little bit crunchier than it used to be. And I think some, some important new considerations to take into effect as you're thinking about returning to travel. I think it is an important thing. I think it does make a big impact. And I think it's way more complicated than it was two and a half years ago. I really miss it. Uh, and in my kind of the things I was doing at the time was outreach, uh, going out and speaking to groups of people. And uh, I think over seven years, I think I had like 230, 240 speaking engagements. I'd go with other people. And my travel was within the province of Ontario. And sometimes it's by car, sometimes by train, which is my favorite. Mm. Uh, flying, I have a favorite airline. You might've worked for that airline at one point. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I've traveled with a small Northern regional airline, which was very interesting experience. I like going out and talking to people face to face, like small groups, big groups, doesn't matter to me. And, uh, in my volunteer side of things, uh, like the last two or three years, it's all been on, uh, Zoom. And it's just not quite the same. And over those probably seven or eight years that I was traveling a lot to like really small towns in Northern Ontario, Western Ontario, um, I, I kind of got, I kind of had to develop an attitude of go with the flow mm -hmm. and the path of least resistance. And it's funny because, uh, you know, when you're in small places, you know, renting cars, there's times when we weren't, there was no cell phone. Mm. reception. And it was just a really interesting time. Like you're so used to when you're on vacation or you're, you're traveling to big cities that you just expect everything that you expect. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in places where there's uh, no Ubers, you know, things like that. And I, I really learned a lot about people and stuff. Mm. And so I miss it. Mm -hmm. I miss those things. It's not part of my current job, but my past job, I loved it. And there's times when it was frustrating and whatever, but um, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed getting out of the big city and just meeting with, with folks. And it was kind of cool. And I think we had more impact when we went in person. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, and, uh, but again, I think it has been very complicated. I had uh, dinner with a gentleman uh, a few weeks ago who used to travel all the time for his business. And you know him, and he used to travel like uh, five days a week, fly home on the weekend, travel global for his role all over the place. And I asked him, what was it like? You know, now you went from, you know, being away all the time to now not being away. And, you know, over time we've adjusted. So even folks like, like him, uh, he now has found, uh, you know, he said, you know, I kind of would like a kind of a balance. I still want to get out there and do that, but I also like the uh, being around at home and being able to do those things differently. So I, I think this, it's, it's just, it's an experiment that's evolving and it is so interesting. I used to love to travel and visit folks, but I'll tell you, I've kind of shifted a little bit where I, uh, you know, cause it's complex, you know, the, it's longer at the airport, although it's getting better. Uh, there are, there used to be, you had to take tests and then you had to show proof and that got super complicated. I had one where I got to a place and then uh, half the people weren't there because there was a COVID breakout and that type of thing. So it's just, 
It's just more complicated. Although, boy, I've also had a couple that I've had now, and it's just almost it's life-breathing to be back and connecting with folks together on something. So definitely an interesting situation. So what are some things, common sense things as a manager to help to deal with this situation? We need to realize the importance of travel and what it can bring to our business relations and whatever business we do. I think, you know, to your point, there's certain things that, that you know, when you go and visit a customer or a colleague, or in my case, you're going to go talk to a group of people, that personal connection, there, there's, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. Yeah, I agree 100%. However, I would also say that as a manager, it it's it's a again it's tricky so how do you we know the importance of relationship building and especially in certain relationships i mean you know there are certain clients that are just so really face to face is everything um so part of a manager is helping reminding people of the value of travel because there's some people that are really don't want to travel anymore and what do you do i heard one circumstance a, um a short while ago a, a few weeks ago where one of their top sales salespeople, um, who traveled all over the place, um, is was really this is actually about a couple months ago. So when there was a little peak of COVID happening, and he said, "I'm I'm not going to travel anymore." And what do you do? This is your top salesperson. So as a manager, part of this is just helping folks remember, um, mitigating any of the issues. We're going to talk about some of that, but also helping people remember the impact almost helping them remember the joy of connecting with certain people and and also maybe being at a stage where you help them prioritize, okay, well, which ones are you going to go to? And we know that- Maybe which ones do you need to go to? Right. So if you know that uh, you know uh, this company and this leader and this client are really big face-to-face -face people and it's critical to the sale or the support or whatever it is, do those, but then say, you know what? These other three are totally fine in in just having Zoom and doing something different. So I think you're right. It's a it's a whole new. Um, let's talk about the client. Let's understand where they are. Let's talk about where we're going, and let's figure it out together. Versus, no, you got to go back to travel because it's the only way that's going to work. Well, you know what? There's some clients that don't want you there. So having that really up front and say, you know, hey, Alistair, I know that you're, you know, you're worried about traveling and you don't want to travel as much, but why don't we, can we just talk about what are the ones that we think collectively are really important to see in person and what are the ones that we think, you know, we don't have to do that. Again, that's engaging people up front and I think really helps in this uh, crunchy return. And if we're going on a business trip, make sure that we let those around us know what's going on. And, you know, I've, I've managed small teams, big teams. And when I was going off and doing outreach, I, I made sure it was on my calendar so people knew, talk about it. I said, listen, I'm gone for the next day and a half. Um, I'm flying out in the morning. You know, I got my, I got my cell phone with me. We've got a laptop somewhere. And uh, I always tried to book off my calendar as soon as I knew that I was going to be out of the office or whatever. And, and people just got used to it and, and knew to look for things. If they needed to talk to me, they made sure they worked around these things. Just think it's really uh, important to let the people you know, like your bosses, uh, like I was a manager, but I let my boss know, oh, yeah, I'm traveling two days this week, blah, blah, blah. 
but uh, I can, you know, you can reach me anytime on my phone and I've got a laptop or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, even, even, uh, even above that is also have a philosophy and share the philosophy as to what's going on. So we just had this great conversation around the really being thoughtful around what we're going to travel for and why we're traveling uh, to whom and what are the decisions and the filters of which we're making some decisions and then share that with the broader group. Because if people start to see people going on travel and they don't know what's the company's approach to it, um, if I love to travel and I see something, I'll say, what the heck's going on? Or where is this person and what's happening? And uh, so I do think there's real value in spending some thought time up front and say, okay, what's our messaging and how are we going to approach it and how are we going to determine what are the filters as to what does travel look like and what doesn't travel look like? And it doesn't have to be too tight, but have those, you know, it's those principles and frameworks that we always talk about. It doesn't have to be a detailed document. Actually, if you're writing a detailed document, this policy that's too thick, you're way going down the wrong pathway. What are the principles and frameworks of decisions that allow you to have a good conversation with whoever's traveling? And I used to share the stories because no travel that I was ever involved with ever went off without a hitch. Mm. So when I'd come back, people go, so what happened this time? Mm. I said, wow. You know, and then I, of course, I would have a, a funny antidote. But uh, I used to just share, you know, they go, what are you going for? And I, I would I would let the people on the team know what I'm doing. You know, mm -hmm. why am I away for a day and a half a week? I go, listen, you know, you know these these issues that we deal with, I'm, I'm out talking to community groups about it and and, and trying to prevent these things and, and talk to people about it and, and and connect with them. And then I would always come back like, there's always something that goes wrong, right? Or not seriously wrong, but there's always a certain angle to things. And people, they enjoyed the stories, you know, it was something different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that is also a part and thought of how do you think proactively about what are those things that you need to take into consideration as you're planning the travel? So to your point, uh, add whatever those things were before COVID and then add the 30 more things that you need to take into consideration just to think about and be planful about it um, is really, I think, an important aspect. And I kind of hinted at it, but work out a plan so that uh, your fellow managers and or team members know how to get in touch with you. If there are blind spots due to lack of access to the internet or cell phone coverage and we know what those are and make sure we and those who might need to get in touch with us know what those times are. And, you know, somebody said to me, well, there's Wi-Fi on the plane. It doesn't always work. And it's funny, I follow these uh, three gentlemen that just do video blogs on traveling. And like some of them have been on like 150 different airlines. And the three I've been uh, watching, it's Noel Phillips, Sam Chu, and Nonstop Dan. And it's so funny because they travel all the, like a zillion times more than I do. And it's funny, people go, well, just use the Wi-Fi on the plane. Well, if it's working, it's so expensive. There's no way I could justify expensing it. And just knowing that, you know, if you're in blind spots, like I've been driving up on the North Shore of uh, Lake Superior and I've driven for hours without any cell phone coverage. And so just let people know that, listen, for, for spots of this trip, I'm not going to be accessible, but I will certainly phone in and, and you know, anytime after probably four o'clock tomorrow, I'll, you'll be able to get in touch with me. So... You know, just thinking about these things in terms of the, you know, the team and your colleagues working with you, just giving them some idea that, you know, there are times I'm not ignoring you. It's just that I'm on an airplane. Guess what? It's $59 for an hour and a half to have 
Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for it. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. The company shouldn't pay for it. Well, it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day. We were doing a session on renewal and resilience, and one of the common themes that folks had identified was that going on travel, they actually uh, have chosen not to work when they fly and not to get Wi-Fi on the plane when they fly because it's probably one of the only times that they have some downtime. peace, the downtime. And, you know, we all need renewal, so that's important. The other thing is I think, you know what, part of working remotely is people were really easy to get in touch with because you knew they were at home and there was good and bad to that. The good thing was that, you know, you always knew where everybody was because you just, you know, that you can't get away, you're in your house, you're locked in and you got your computer and people are finding that they're working way long hours and longer days and that type of thing. But as we start to travel, we forget that people are out of contact and out of zone sometimes. So I think the key thing within this point is really uh, a key thing with any management is just keeping people informed as to where you are, when you're available, when you're not available. And then uh, because I think people have got used to just, well, I'll just I'll just DM them. And he'll pick it up. He'll be on his computer or, you know, or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to connect really quickly. Well, yeah, as we return to more normal travel time and travel with other places and that type of thing, where we're connected just again to keep people informed and aware, it doesn't take much and it saves effort and, and stops confusion. Well, it's funny. I agree with you generally that at home people are much more accessible, but last week there was one day where the cable company was working down the street and I lost my internet. It was like on and off for like six hours. And like, you have this expectation when you work at home, like, you know, people are always able to get hold of me. I'm always able to get hold of other people. And it was so infuriating. And I don't know if you got hit by this, but a couple months back, a national internet company, it went down across Canada. And it's like half the country couldn't work, couldn't talk to each other. It was incredible. And so I generally agree with you. And I think we certainly have that expectation in ourselves and others working from home that they're always accessible. And it's funny when we're not, I was really irritated. Like for five hours, like start working, gone. Yeah. You know, and then back on, off, it was a little infuriating. And you know, the other thing that just bubbled in my head is that the the value of informing people as to where you are is not only so that they know when they can't get in touch with you, but I'm just, this is, this conversation is bringing me up is, you know, as we're returning to these things, part of, of getting people re-excited about travel and about connectivity is sharing the stories. Uh, so one of the opportunities for managers as they begin to travel, because if they've set it up well and said, you know what, we're excited to get back out to talk with our clients and to connect, people have forgotten about the good things of travel. And even those that love travel have forgotten about it. So the other thing is, how do you celebrate and share stories of the travel? Hey, here's, you know, even pictures, you know, like here's out to dinner with uh, Mary, the CEO at this company. And, you know, we just signed our agreement or uh, an, a, a great visit at the plant. And, and because it's almost like you have to reawaken uh the little, the little bits of joy, like travel, I happen to love travel, but you know, uh, travel's good and bad, but there is good stuff about it. And, uh, but we've lost, we've lost a little bit of what it is like 
for those joyous moments until you get out and do it. So part of what those early managers that are traveling can do is to be a little bit of the promoter and share the stories, the pictures, and that type of thing. That will create energy towards it and positive uh, connections. Okay, now I have to share a story. Okay. So I'd landed in Thunder Bay with a colleague, which is on a two-and-a-half-hour flight from Toronto going towards the Manitoba border. Uh, sorry that those of you that aren't Canadian. Anyways, uh, Thunder Bay is very different than Toronto. It's a very nice airport, very efficient. And we we're going to be picked up by a van from the hotel we were staying at, which is, was going to be the venue for the group of people we we're talking to. We we're standing out front just chit-chatting. And over my right shoulder, I could see there was a, a person just sitting there waiting as well. And they seemed to be in a uniform for something with the airport. And so they come walking over and they open up their hand and they say, here, you might use this. And what it was was a token for the Toronto Transit Commission that you could use on a bus or a subway or a streetcar. I went, how do you know I'm from Toronto? She goes, you're from Toronto, love. And so she gave it to me and, and off she went, right? And then our van pulled up. And it's it's one of those things like people there are so nice, right? It's not a huge city. You know, it's well away from Toronto. And it was just hilarious. And like I go, do I look different than anybody here? Well, somehow I did. Well, it's like you were listening. You listen to those three folks that you watch on uh, podcasts or whatever or your videocasts or whatever around the travel. And that little story, that is just something that is just funny. It brings a little bit of joy because, you know, we got enough of sad and crazy and bad things that are happening. Well, that story is just a story of f fun, of kindness, of humor, and uh, um uh, I'm seeing more and more of those little snippets as people are traveling more. And I, I tell you, even even though they're not working for the same company I am, it 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 again it relights that that uh, energy of the spontaneous um, connections and funds that can fun that can happen when you're traveling. So even a story like that is is just a great great thing. So if an employee is going on a business trip, make sure we support them with whatever they might need and ensure we know how to get in touch with them and vice versa. Yeah, and again, it's more complex these days. So how do you help inform them of things that are happening? If you are starting to travel, if you are promoting travel again in your organization, then make sure you do it well because travel was complicated before. And yes, you can get frustrated. You know, some of us had travel organizations that would book everything for us and find everything for us. But find those people who are really informed of what are the things you need to think about before you go. Are there any special requirements that you need to follow? You know, um, and and have those resources available because I've had um, you know planes that haven't come back. They're delayed because of something that happens. There will always be the weather issues that you arrange, uh, but uh, you know, sometimes we forget that surround sound support that's required for people when they do travel. And those companies that do it well, do it really well. I have been with companies that have not done it very well. And you know, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you got no one to call. So you're kind of on your own. Well, you know, how do you show up? in those circumstances, not very well. So how do you provide the support and um, access to people that are traveling? And especially if you're traveling internationally, uh, make sure everyone knows what the emergency numbers are regarding health and security. 
And if you're traveling internationally, and I'm going to use a Canadian context here, let Global Affairs Canada know where you are going uh, when the trip is like offshore. And one of the things, uh, it's really serious, but uh, I've had family members in in countries and something terrible happens and the government doesn't know they're there. And Global Affairs Canada, and I'm sure every country has this thing, you know, before you go, you go online, you say, hey, listen, I'm going to wherever. Uh, the, these are the dates. Uh, this is where I'm staying. These are our cell phone numbers and uh, email addresses. And I know during the Libyan conflict, um, there was Canadian military planes that were sent there on a couple occasions to pick up Canadians. And sometimes they only picked up 20 people mm. and they were prepared for more. And people are going to say, well, why isn't the government telling people to go to that airport to get on the plane? Quite often, the government doesn't know who's there mm. and how to get in contact mm -hmm. with them. So every time I travel internationally, we go onto the website and we say, hey, listen, this is who we are. These are our passport numbers, all this stuff. This is where we're staying and this is how you can get in touch with us. So if something does happen, natural disaster or somebody's looking for us, the government can help you get out of there. And I'm sure that most countries have a version of this and we always do this when we travel internationally. Well, you know what? I, I travel a lot. I don't think I've ever done that. Well, there you go. There, yeah, that's there right. you go. But friend. but I will tell you that uh, um, I had uh, someone recently who uh, this was probably about six months ago or so. Um, whenever the lockdown happened in Shanghai, and they were in Shanghai, and there was a lockdown for weeks, a COVID lockdown, and so that didn't have anything to do with a natural disaster or well, I guess it is a natural disaster. But what do you do? Um, this person, I don't think did that. Um, and they were, uh, basically locked in their hotel and could not go out anywhere for weeks. And so it became something that was pretty scary, um, uh, with regards to it. So, uh, I think it is, you know, again, it's heightened, you know, and you know, there's a lot of strife these days. And so just know where you're going and uh, probably by checking in, they're also going to be able to tell you what's going on. And if there's a risk alert, because I have gone to countries before and before I went or was going to go before I went and checked on probably this website and they informed that uh, this was, there was a high risk of whatever was happening there. And, you know, it just gives you a greater level of information. And make sure you're clear on uh, what your health insurance situation <laughs> is, right? Your travel insurance, whether that's covered by a company or, you know, your benefit provider or whatever, you know, your provincial health plan or whatever your version of it is really, really important that, uh, I sound like a, a downer, but like when I go on, on trips, like I have all this stuff ready to go, even if it's just within the province. Well, and you know, these are just things that we forget. So, uh, or you make assumptions because again, a lot of policies shifted and changed over COVID. So double check to make sure what your coverage is. I mean, the, my coverage changed and uh, I was going on a trip just down to the States, but my coverage had changed. My travel coverage had changed from what it was. And it was, there were different things that I needed to do and even had the right up-to-date card. So sometimes when things change and you think you got a card that's in my wallet, that's the 1-800 number that I call, there's ever issues. And fortunately, my wife is much more organized than me. And she said, are you sure that's the right one anymore? And so I checked and it wasn't. So I was going on a trip down there. If anything would have happened, I would have called a 1-800 and they say, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Greg who? Yeah, exactly. So these are things that sometimes you might be thinking, listening to this podcast and thinking, well, what are these guys talking about? Of course you bring your life insurance, but uh, your health insurance. But I do think double check, first of all, you know, there's, again, there's a lot of murkiness that has happened. So this is just more a reminder, uh, but also um, just double check just to make sure. And make sure we understand uh, what the organization's policies are on modes of transport, where you're allowed to stay, and things as simple as a per diem. I don't know about you, Greg, but I've worked for a number of different government organizations, and this is a huge, big deal. And and so I spent a lot of time renting cars, taking the train, which is the best. I got to tell you, even when I traveled coach, you know, you go for a three or four hour train ride, it's the best. Like you get fed. I once went business class, got upgraded. It was a great experience, like free Wi-Fi and stuff. And you know what? There's no hassles, no nothing. The train's the best. And uh, there's one airline uh, that I like the best that you used to work for. Can I tell the Porter yeah, story? I can, sure. Can I tell you the yeah. first flight with, with yes, Porter? Yes. Can I say the name? I think you can. Okay. So, folks, Greg was working for this airline. And one of the first trips I did uh, on outreach, I was going to fly with them to Thunder Bay. And so... Great experience. I, I love going down to the island airport. It's They're so helpful. Often they push early because it's not that busy of an airport. Awesome experience. Everybody's there to help you. And so we take off, and very quickly one of my colleagues realizes that one of the engines isn't spinning. And so ask the steward, and uh, we make an emergency landing at Toronto Pearson Airport on the long runway with fire trucks running beside us. It ended up being nothing, just a, a warning light. But it's funny because when we stopped on the runway, I opened up my phone and I thought, I'm going to text home, say, listen, everything's okay. Not sure what's going to happen, where they're going to fly out, what's going to happen. And I see an email from you. And because I told you I was going, this is going to be my first experience. And you sent me an email or a text going, yeah, and you used the word brand and experience in the same word, in the same sentence. And and you said you hoped that I was going to have a good experience. <laughs> and so I remember texting you back. I think it was a text. I don't think it was an email. I went, um, engine emergency, landing on the long runway at Pearson. Fire trucks were nice. Not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was good. And, you know, I would still say is how you handle those things that oh. tells you the brand experience. And oh, I think afterwards, goodness. the way they dealt with it, the way they managed it, the way they rescheduled oh, you, that's it. But it's, still. My it's my favorite airline. I got to tell you, like, I've gone up the escalator at that airport and my flight's been canceled. So I go up to the desk and I say, oh, thank you. Um, do you want to go earlier? Yeah, I want to go earlier. And they go, hey, quick, let's get, let's get you know, no charge, no nothing. Hey. Uh, you got 15 minutes, it's going to open the gate in a minute. Like anytime there was even a disruption of service, it always went my yeah. way. So I, I got to say, you know, I have my my favorite modes of transportation. I used to rent a car from on top of the Eaton Center and that group moved to down on Front Street. And I ended up still renting from them because they wanted my business. They're good people. and 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 one of my philosophies I said earlier was, you know, kind of go with the flow and the path of least resistance. When you find things that just work for you and if it fits within the policies and things like that, it's just, it just makes the experience, uh, to me, it's all about lessening the tension and yeah. just going and, and doing what you're doing and, and, you know, enjoying the people that you're traveling with if you travel with people. 
But, you know, it's getting used to these things. And I've been in a per diem situation where, you know, you're putting it on a card and you have so much a day. And then I've worked, you know, in the police when I, you know, when we traveled, uh, it was a certain amount of day and they just gave you the cash. They don't want to deal with the receipts and stuff like that. This is what you get a day. And so just understanding what those things are and working within that system and, and understanding what the expectations are, are really, really important. And I think you have to have a good attitude towards this because, you know, the nitty gritty of travel can really get you down. Yeah. But just, you know, accepting whatever the limitations are or whatever the policies are, it's just a really good thing. And, you know, I, I like to have, uh, I like the experience to be pleasant. And so I just, you know, I try to get along with people and stuff and I try to pick modes of transportation that I feel comfortable with and where I think I get treated well as a customer. And it usually works out well. Well, I think the big ah here is too that, you know, I don't know how many people I've talked to that said, uh, you know, uh, I've been with the company for two years and, you know, I don't know anything. I don't really know who everybody is and those kinds of things. So this is really interesting too. It's like your health insurance one before is that um, there's a whole bunch of people that are new to a company and have never traveled with the company and they're in roles that require them to travel all the time. And so it is very easy to assume something. You know, my last company, they did this. So I'm assuming this is the same kind of company. It's going to happen as well. So it is a really smart thing that if we are starting to travel again is to reach out to folks probably in HR or somebody to say, hey, can I get updated policies with regards? Because there's nothing worse than uh, stumbling or g thinking one thing and going the other way. So it is a great, just one of those another checkpoints to say, as we begin to travel again, make sure you understand what the travel policies of your company is, especially if it's a new company and or if anything has changed. Because again, things changed a lot during COVID. There was a lot of discoveries and new things put into place and new suppliers of certain things like the insurance coverage that I talked about. But just just really make sure because you don't want to be caught flat-footed in, in a situation where you're traveling and think you got something covered and it's not. You know, it's just not worth it. So just do that quick call out. And those people with experience should share the experience with people that might be going on trips. I always found that really helpful when I'm dealing with people that travel a lot more than me and stuff like that is you learn some lessons from them. And it's just not the policies and procedures and stuff like that, but also some of those just common sense things yeah. to make the experience better. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to travel someplace if it's a if it's a pain in the butt and we're going to get there and, and like, you know, it's just, it's just better when things go smoothly and... You do have to have a good attitude. I was coming, I came back from a certain place. The last four times I came back from this place, I walked through security in another airport to fly back to Toronto. And as I walked through security, it was the same security guy because it's a small town and it, you know, there's only a certain amount of people that work yeah. at this place. I walked through security. He says, oh, you've been randomly selected for a check. I said, dude, do what you got to do. I'm yeah. And in my head, I'm going, is it random if I'm picked four over four times for, for extra attention? I don't think so. But you know what? You just have to have this attitude. You talk to other people and, you know, how do I negotiate this place? What's a, you know, when you're at this town, what's the best place to stay? Where are good places to eat that give you a kind of a local experience? I think that sharing of experience by people in the company is important. Well, I think that's a really interesting point because this we're talking about the managers and what managers can do to help with this situation. And again, ensuring your people are well-equipped uh, when they're going on the trip. 
because we've we've talked a lot in our podcast about one of the key things of how you retain and attract, but mostly retain folks is if there's a sense of belonging and if there's a sense of community. So the one thing that we have mentioned here, which you've just done, it wasn't on the list uh, the list that you put together, but but it was about how do you really show that connection? So if you were in this case, one is, hey, you know, here's a couple of watch outs. You're going to the such and such place and here's a couple of watch outs you need to You're think You're going about. to secondary. Right, right, right. <laughs> you got to think about this. Or, but saying, you know what? There's a great restaurant on just around the corner from the hotel that I love. And here, I, I, I don't know if you love this, uh, you know, poutine, but they have the best poutine ever. Those little things of connections or just what are those things to make the travel easy as a leader take the time uh ensure they're equipped because part of your role is to help them be successful so if you can say hey alistair i know you're going you haven't been with us before do you have the all the kind of the frameworks of the policies with regards to travel i'm going to send them to you and then if you have any questions, just feel free to ask me because we want to make sure things go smoothly. And, you know, when you're there, um, you know, I know this person that we're going to hook you up, that they're going to meet with you and have a connection. So there are little things that a manager can do as we begin to travel again. How do you create a memory, an experience that is excellent? Uh, because it's all a part of the employee experience and traveling is part of the employee experience. So once, you know, helping them convince that it is a good thing to do is the first thing. But this is all about helping that trip um, be a positive experience because that in itself will deepen connection and, and increase retention. So this is my managerial advice for people traveling. Mm. Ask the locals where to eat. Yeah, that's for sure. I have never gotten a bum steer by asking like the the clerk at the hotel i said listen like all the chain places they're the same no matter where you go what is there a place nearby where we could get you know authentic local experience you know good value and i've never gotten a bum steer yeah never. I've, yeah i've got a friend who always asks the question he says uh if uh if your uh best friend came and visited you where would you take them and uh, and he always asks that question, you know, but or, or on the meal, he'll say, if your best friend came to your restaurant and you were going to recommend the thing that would create the most special experience, what would you recommend him eat? Yeah, he does it every time. We we laugh at that. But you know what? They're always good. Always Usually good. people are honest. Yeah. Sometimes people will tell you the top priced one, but, you know, 99% of the time they'll tell you, they'll tell you the one and they'll tell you why. And again, it connections, uh, it builds that relationship. That's cool. Okay, let's talk about the employees. And I think a lot of them are going to be the same. So maybe we'll just highlight them. Perfect. But, uh, you know, make sure if you're going to be traveling, especially if you haven't traveled recently, that you're up to date on all the policies and procedures yeah. and whether you need, you know, a, a VAX certificate and all that stuff. You know, I'm amazed sometimes people get ready to, you know, they go to travel and like at the last minute, they haven't put any thought into it. It's just like, it's a disaster, right? And you want people to have a good experience so that when they arrive there and they connect with whoever they're connecting on behalf of your organization, that, you know, you're in a good spot, you're rested, you're not flustered, and you go and do the thing that you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you're going on a business trip, you got to let somebody know where you are and how to get in touch with mm -hmm. you and stuff like that. It's just really, really important. And, and again, the Global Affairs Canada, and, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. I'm sure your country 
has a version of this where you tell the external affairs people where you are in case there's an emergency and and they need to know where you are to help you get out or you know you experience some difficulties and you need counselor support or anything like that just really really important and uh the health insurance as well these are things like your example there that your policy had changed and you needed another document mm-hmm. you need to download it or put it on your phone or whatever and uh you know being able to get in touch with the office them able to get in touch with you really really important and i i i've traveled with a bunch of people and there's some people that are more switched on than others and when people give thought to these things and you're traveling with them and it isn't a, a disaster and they're they're not struggling it's a great experience because you see people in a different light it's more social you're it's more of an adventure you're kind of on a voyage and when everybody's kind of got their act together it's a good thing i'm laughing cuz i'm probably your traveler that does not have their act together if you looked at my wife's traveling which she traveled on business she has a list why does she put up with you? I don't know. She's, uh, I, uh, she's, it must just, it must be her caring spirit. But she has a list. She remembers everything. I go on a trip. You know, I do remember the key things, but there's often things that I forget with regards to it. So as you're describing some of those uh, uh, folks that miss things, that's probably me. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty. Greg. No worries. No worries. <laughs> so uh, let's do a wrap up. Yeah, so for me, this is just an interesting topic when you were, you know, I know you were churning about this and thinking about this. And I just think, first of all, it's it's so interesting because we haven't talked about this in a long time. And people are, uh, some people are so excited and jumping on planes in a flash. Um, and those people, as a leader and as an individual, you just got to make sure nothing's changed and you got to make sure where you're going and just slow down a little bit. And and be a little bit more planful because the, for the overexcited folks, it's about slow down, checking in on policies, making sure the why you're doing what you're doing and having that plan. For those folks that are just saying, I don't want to go, but it is required in their role, find a bridge and help them see the value, uh, help them get excited about it, and then help them prioritize what are the most important things and then support them on that trip. Because it is like almost getting on a bike after you've maybe fallen or maybe haven't ridden in a long time. It's going to be a little shaky at first. But then once you get on that bike and get riding and f- realize that freedom and the joy of it, you're going to get excited about it. So, um, And know that everybody's there's going to be people on that full continuum from baby, give me my give me my luggage, I'm on my way to there's no way I'm going to get on a plane ever again in my life. And you're going to have people along that. And so as a leader, you just got to create the space for dialogue and then find the pathway that supports the business in the best way and then support the people on the way. And I do believe that most people will return if if they've traveled before and it's a part of their role, they will return to it in some way. But there is a lot of things we just forgot, and we got to make sure we help them remember and support them in that journey. Yeah, this came up. Uh, I mean, I was I was I was having just some uh, uh, good memories of the past, and uh, you know, I've been talking to some people from my former employ- employment and stuff like that, and just you know, I I there's things about travel I didn't like. Like I don't like sleeping in a hotel. I just don't sleep as well. But the connections with the people we were serving, uh, you know, I've, I've been with, uh, traveled with a whole bunch of different combinations of people. And, and even right now, like there's, you and I at one point had con- contemplated another podcast to run parallel to this one 
talking about certain issues. And the first one that I kind of pitched you, and we never ended up doing it because I ended up getting a full-time job and you got busier, was was the talk about our follies in travel. Mm. And like I got a zillion stories and I might probably try, tell one more before we're done here today. But um, this is something that's always intriguing because I don't, I'm not a particularly good traveler because there's, I don't like to sleep in hotels. I, I just don't sleep well. But there's a bunch of other things I just love about it. And as you know, people are starting to talk about traveling again and how work is changing. I see a lot of people with Zoom fatigue. Mm. I'm getting it to a mm. certain extent. I love personal contact. Mm. If I'm going to talk to a group of people, I'd rather, like I've gotten down off the stage and walked to the front of the group and so that I'm within mm-hmm. kind of grasp mm-hmm. of the group mm-hmm. to connect better. So I think I like this one. Number one, I went down memory lane. But number two, a lot of people have Zoom fatigue. Mm-hmm. They really do. It's been a great tool. And I think people want to connect more in person. So I think it was a good time for this. Can I tell one more story? Sure you can. Yes. Okay. And I like the humor of it as mm-hmm. well. And you and I, like, I don't know if we'll ever do that other series. I mean, we're kind of busy right now. This one is a weekly podcast, which is a bit of work. But um, went to a small city in Ontario. And this was the one big hotel there. And every minor hockey league team from Ontario seemed to be there. Hmm. There was parents and kids and everything. And we got there. I think there was four of us. And our rooms weren't quite ready. So we we sat down in kind of the lobby and stuff. And I started working emails and doing stuff like that. And one by one, the other people that were with me that were much more senior than me got to rooms. And, and I got called over by the clerk. And she says, I'm really sorry. I said, don't worry about it. I don't have to be anywhere this afternoon. Tomorrow's a full day. I'm doing emails. I'm talking back to the office. I'm totally fine. Don't worry about me. And then uh, she called me back up. She goes, it shouldn't be too much longer. I went, listen, I know it's busy around here. Like everybody is here. If you have to, I'll I'll take the presidential suite. I'll do that for you. (laughs) And she kind of laughed. And so I sat down. Seven minutes later, I get called up. She hands me my key. I signed for it. I'm looking government rate. It's cool. So get in the elevator. 601. I look at the elevator. Six floors. So I push the sixth floor. Go up there. Guess what? Presidential suite. Presidential suite. And uh, it's really nice for really like a good government rate. But I couldn't tell anybody because the other three people who are senior to me. Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah. So one is by the trash. They're all on the first floor, like the ground floor. One is by the doors that go back to the parking lot, and one is by the elevator. I kept that a secret for months. I took a picture of myself in this room, like everywhere. Like it was a beautiful room, right? And so I finally fessed up about three months later that I actually had a really good experience. But, you know, these these things, I mean, I'm getting all these memories back of just these good times and stuff like that. Mm. And I, I, I think to me, you know, again – there's a certain amount of Zoom effect and it's something I feel mm. as well. Like I'm so glad we're in this room talking face-to-face and, mm. and talking about these things and, you know, the technology is better here and, you know, our hosts here have really looked after us. But if people have the opportunity, even if it doesn't involve travel, maybe it's just within the city, you know, walk over a couple of blocks and meet in a conference room somewhere. I think it's really, really important to have that personal 
connection, yeah. I think it just goes better. Yeah, and you know, one one last thing I would add to the wrap up, and the, I did, there's two quick things. The first one is, I talked about how the manager, you know, creates a space for travel and how there's people on that continuum. And if you're on the continuum that is, I will never travel again, um, and it is a part of your job, I would just encourage you to be honest with your manager around your fears and concerns and be open with the potential of finding pathways that what are the top priorities? Because if it's part of your job and, and you love what you do and you still have to travel, there is a pathway for you. But you just have to be open to the situation and find a pathway forward. And then if they're not willing to, to reach a, an agreement, then you have a choice to decide to go somewhere else if that job is that's really what's important to it. The second thing I would say for anyone who's traveling is that we do know that there are shortages of staff everywhere. And uh, I think just something that you said really sparked uh, a thought in me, and that's just be kind. Because, you know, uh, restaurants are short on staff. Hotels are short on staff. Um, and when you're kind, often good things happen. Now, you might not get the presidential suite, but uh, good things happen in bringing joy to other people's lives and you feel better. Um, I am hearing a lot of stories of grumpy travelers because they were forced to travel. Uh, but I do think we just, we forgot things. So if you are back business traveling, remember to be kind. Go with the flow, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, listen, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything uh, that you found offensive or made you angry. But uh, your philosophy, Greg. Yeah, well, you know what? It, I think it, I was going to say maybe it doesn't work with this one, but I think it does. Um, my philosophy is that uh, early oh, in— Oh, I think so. I yeah, think so, yeah. Early in my coaching, um, my first coach said that, you know, when we get together, there's going to be things that bring you joy and things that make you cranky. And uh, and uh, both are really good because they're usually signals of an opportunity to learn something. And uh, you might be listening and saying, Greg, I don't care what you say. I'm not going to I'm never going to travel again. And you can't force me or whatever that situation. That might be the crankiness that's happening. But through that crankiness, ask the questions. Why am I feeling that way? And can I have a conversation? And can I try to figure that out? So I do think it is applicable in here. You may be feeling cranky, but. Don't hold on to that crankiness. Uh, have a dialogue around it. Try to discover what's behind it and see if there's anything to learn in it. And then, of course, the joy. Uh, if you heard if something that got you excited, usually joy is something you're doing well or is aligned to what you're thinking, and that's a good thing too. Both give you opportunities for growth. Shut up. Sure. Squamish, B.C.? Squamish, BC. British Columbia on the yeah. West Coast. Oh, my goodness. It's Squamish is just a beautiful place. Um, uh, spent a little bit of time there. And if you ever get out the West Coast, um, got to go there. It's just like a lovely, lovely space and just beautiful country and uh, um, just just lovely. So, yeah. I mean, last yesterday or last week we were in uh, South America and this week we're on the West Coast of Canada. Welcome. And uh, I, I kind of took a deep dive into the stats and I looked at uh, forever uh, top three places, Oakville Strong, mm -hmm. number one, mm. Columbus, Ohio, mm, number still, two, still strong, big, nice, and Ashburn, Virginia, a strong third. 
they are very supportive of us. Oh. And I mean, Oakville, it's huge. It's yeah, huge. Yeah. And then we get into the Torontos and, and some of the other places. But do you know anybody in, uh, in Columbus or Ashburn? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I, I may. You never know. And But we're, we're grateful that you're listening. We're hopeful that this has been helpful for you and gives you some insight as you... Uh, like us, tries to manage through this um, maze called management and leadership. And travel. Mm-hmm. Remember, take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.